Good morning, everyone. So I've been challenging you, I've been questioning what you have to be thankful for. And so we're almost at Thanksgiving. It's next Thursday. Two Thursdays from now, right? <laughs> we're rushing in. I'm rushing in. Uh, just get it done, right? I'm ready for the food. <laughs> I'm ready for an excuse to eat whatever I want for as much as I want and not actually feel obligated to exercise. I'm joking. <laughs> I know, but if I pick out, I do feel obligated to at least attempt some kind of exercise. That's why I've been tracking my downer steps on my phone, and every day I look at it and I go, oh, I walked two miles. Now, they're not two miles consecutively, but two miles is still two miles in my opinion. <laughs> so I consider it a day well spent. However, it's times I get home where I realize I've walked five miles and all I did was at work. And so then I go, wow, it's been a really crazy day. <laughs> so, during these two weeks, we've talked about a couple of things. We've talked about giving thanks, even when things don't seem fair, which, let's admit, is challenging. I have found myself faced with this challenge, even this week, this morning. <laughs> Even when the rain is pouring down on us, we are being challenged to give thanks. And that's kind of what yesterday was, kind of gloomy and wet. I kept looking at the weather reports. They kept saying it was 0% chance of rain. They were diagnosing it as mist. So that way they could get around the fact they were wrong about it raining. I go, it is wet. There is wet falling from the sky. What is it if it is not rain? Why is there a 0% chance of this when I'm looking at it? I was a little confused. But we're challenged to remember that no matter what craziness we find ourselves with, surrounded by or in the midst of, we are to give thanks. And then last week, we took a moment and looked at giving thanks and reasons, and the simplest one is just because God is God. He's an almighty, powerful, loving, graceful, merciful God who cares for his children and blesses them abundantly. So give thanks to him because he is who he is. Now, today we're also going to expand our look at more reasons to be thankful. And even ways to express that thanks. We all have different opportunities, different ways we say thanks. It can be a simple thank you. We can buy people gifts to say thank you. A smile. However we say thanks. We have opportunities. To give thanks to God when we share testimonies and our praise reports with each other. So, we're going to start off with a question. Now, you don't need to answer me out loud, but I wanted to make you think. Do you think 
we are able to be thankful today. Kenya, within two seconds or less, think of something you are thankful for. be thankful for? By a show of hands, how many of us are at church this morning? You are here, so everyone hand goes up. Simple as that. Unless you are sleeping. This is also, if you are a sleeping identifier, so <laughs> I don't know who you are. No, I'm joking. <laughs> We're here this morning. We have a lot to be thankful for. We have already been given the gift of another day, another opportunity in which we can give thanks and praise the Lord. Yet sad enough, and this happens to me, sometimes we lose focus about just how good we really have it. We lose sight of what we already have to focus on what's missing. I'm going to invite you to turn to some scripture with me. There's Bibles in the pews. I'm going to read from the pew Bible. We're going to look at James chapter 1, verse 17. James chapter 1, verse 17, if you're using the Pew Bible, that is page 1183. It's page 1183, if you're using the Pew Bible. And James 1, 17 simply says, Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above. And comes down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variation or shadow of turning. What is it basically saying? Every good thing comes from God. So, how many of you think you've got it good? How many of you guys wish you had it that? I'm going to go through a list. This may not apply to everybody. But it's just a challenge of some of the small things we may overlook. And if you look around, you'll notice not everyone is going to have these. So if you do, that is your reason to be thankful. Do you have a car? Do you have reliable transportation? Whether it's the bus, bus pass, or a vehicle that you don't own but you can drive? Here's an interesting thing. 
93% of the world doesn't own a car. Now, keep in mind, we talk about the world, we're not talking about the United States, but 93% of the world does not own a car. Now, how many of you have ate in the last 24 hours? If you were in breakfast, you ate breakfast, so. How many of you guys ate in the last 24 hours? then you are better off than 25,000 people who actually starved to death today. How many of you guys were able to take a bath or a shower with nice, clean water? Well then, We've got it good compared to the 1.5 billion people who have no access to clean water. When you got up this morning, were you able to turn on the lights? One point six billion people are living in a facility or a house or a place with no electricity. Even here in our shelter, you got up this morning, went to the light switch, and what happened? It turned on, right? So even though you may think you are lacking things in life, what is that old saying that always says, just when you think you have it worse than anybody. Just when you think nobody is worse off than you. You realize that there is someone that is ten times worse than what you do. We need to be Willing to recognize God's blessings when they appear to us, when they come to us. Now, we're going to look at another scripture. So, everyone, Luke chapter 12. If you're using the Pew Bible, we're going all the way to page 1013 because we're looking at verses 42 through 48. So that's Luke chapter 12, verses 42 through 48. In the Pew Bible, it's page 1013. And it says, And the Lord said, Who then is that faithful and wise steward for whom his master will make ruler over his household? to give them their portion of food in due season. Blessed is that servant whom his master will find so doing when he comes. Truly I say to you that he will make him ruler over all that he has. But if that servant says in his heart, my master is delaying his coming and begins to beat the male and female servants and to eat and drink and be drunk, the master of that servant will come on a day that when he is not looking for him, and at an hour when he is not aware, 
he will cut in two and appoint him his portion with the unbelievers. And that servant who knew his master's will and did not prepare himself or do according to his will shall be beaten. But he who did not know, yet committed these things deserving of them, shall be beaten with few. For every one to whom such is given from him, much will be required. And to whom much has been committed of him, they will ask the more. How many of you guys have ever watched Spider-Man? Alright, so you probably have heard this next line, which basically sums up what we read. Basically says, with great power comes what? Great responsibility. In other words, how it applies to our scriptures is when we've been blessed, when we've been given abundantly, then we have the responsibility to see the calling to pass it along. There's a movie out called Pay It Forward. Now I'll admit normally I like my movies to be a little more lighthearted than this movie is and I'm not going to try to give away too much. But it's a young boy in school who comes up with this idea that if he were to do an act of kindness to say 10 people and then in turn, those ten people did an act of kindness to ten people of their own. And so on and so forth. That they could literally touch the world. Imagine that. If you were to go out and do a simple act of kindness for ten people, and then in paying it forward, they did it for 10 other people. And each one of the 10 people you did did 10 people, that's what, how many? 100, right? 10 times 10 is 100. Those 100 do 10 more, that's 1,000. If those thousand do ten more, ten thousand, so on and so forth. We're not going to continue doing math. Thanks. I know it's Sunday morning, some of you guys need a little bit more coffee. But basically, Luke is saying when someone has been given much, much will be required in return. So. Can I say something? Okay. All right. I, I know we're talking about paying it forward. It's important God's house. That's what me and my mom you know, $4,000 in two years, but I'm sitting here. 
it, it didn't come back. But, but that was our goal, mm -hmm. was to pay it forward. Well, and, and the Lord has a design and a plan, and so it may seem like it's taking a really long time for you to reap the blessings of what you have sown. But keep in mind that we only see this side of glory. And so you may never realize the full extent of your reward for what you have done here on earth, this side of earth. But know that when you get up there, God's going to say, you know, I know what you did for your niece. I know how you opened your heart, and I know how you suffered for it, and you are going to be rewarded. Ten times ten. He tells us that in God. Well, you answered my question. So just keep in mind, we tend to be a small picture kind of people. Or as I like to say things, instant gratification. I am surprised that the Polaroid camera did not take me successful as everything. <laughs> Nobody uses it anymore because we are still that kind of people. There is a reason they went to digital cameras instead of having 35. Because nobody wants to wait to get the film developed. There is a reason now that on most phones, if you want to share a picture with somebody, you can send it in a text message literally two seconds after you took it. Because we don't want to wait. But the Bible tells us that those who are faithful to the very end will be rewarded. Remember what we read in Luke? In Luke it said, he gets tired of waiting for the Lord to come back. The Lord's been delayed. It's not happening. And so he begins to suspect maybe the Lord's not coming back. So he begins to slap off. He begins to take advantage of the power, of the gifts, and the responsibilities given to him. And the Lord comes back when he least expects it. We, as Christians, have been challenged to be ready. And part of being thankful is to recognize those blessings whenever they're coming, wherever they come from. And to not focus on what we're lacking, but what are we being given daily. To focus on those things. Of all the people in the world, God expects those who believe in him to help out those who are less fortunate. He wants us to take the good news, though. Not just help them out physically, but in doing so, share the gospel. To share the good news of Jesus to everyone so that they may have a chance and opportunity to hear and respond. He wants us to take care of those who may have even less than we do. We may ask, why isn't God doing something about this? We may see something lacking in the world. We may see something that needs to be done. And we may be saying to ourselves, why isn't God doing something about this? And I will tell you an old adage that I learned when I was in seminary. If you look around and say to yourself, well, somebody needs to do something about this, you are challenged to remember you are somebody. You are that someone. 
We are not called to wait around for the world to change. We are called to be the change in the world. To be set apart, to be different. And part of that is to remember, we have been blessed beyond measure. If we never receive any other blessing, except for the simple fact that Jesus Christ went to the cross and bled and died for our sins, so that we may know the Lord, then we have still been blessed beyond what we deserve. He gave us himself. He gave up his body and he poured out his blood. Because we are the ones who failed God. We are the ones who rebel against him daily in our lives. We, by the choices and decisions we make, find ourselves under the judgment of wrath of God. But, and this is what we should be thankful for above all else. If we have nothing, if we can think of nothing that the Lord has given us, then let us remember this very simple truth. Jesus took our judgment and the wrath that was ours, the price that we should have paid, which was death, and died for us. He gave himself We study in Easter and those stories where they're mocking him. They say, if you truly are the Son of God, then you can save yourself. Why aren't you? Because he did it for us. So let us be willing to not only share that good news of what he's done in our lives with other people, but let it be a way in which we express our thanks to him. By being willing to share it with other people so that they too may have a reason to rejoice and give thanks for what the Lord has done for them as well. For you guys, if they do not know, they are going to be missing out. And how will they know if they are not? So let us remember to be thankful for everything that God has given us. And realize that with all the blessings, because we know that no matter how bad we may think we have it, there's an overwhelming number of people who have it worse. When we stop focusing on ourselves and focus. When we start looking at the world through the eyes of Christ, we will realize that we are blessed beyond measure. We are blessed by the simple fact Jesus died for our sins. And we are blessed to serve a risen Savior. So with all those great blessings, we have a responsibility to pay it forward to someone else. There are people in this world 
who still do not know what the Lord has done for them. And if we were to take that concept to tell 10 people and challenge those 10 people to tell 10 people, and so on and so forth, so that 10, then 10, and then hundreds, then thousands were sharing the gospel, then we would get to a time where nobody was unaware of what the Lord had done. The reason people remain ignorant of what God has done is because those who have been given a voice remain silent. And that's what there's a saying. So it's the only thing necessary for evil to prosper is for good men, for good people, to do nothing, to save And so we're going to be challenged to remember what we are thankful for. To remember God's blessings in our lives. We're going to play a song. As it plays, you're going to have an opportunity to come forth. Take some time in prayer. If you have been neglecting to give thanks to God for what he has already given you, there is no time like the present to thank him for blessing you abundantly. If you want to ask for his strength, for his guidance, for his boldness and spirit to be able to share, to be able to witness, to be able to talk to other people about blessings, to share the things that God has done for you, the reasons that you give thanks, so that they too may have reasons to be thankful. Do so. As the music plays, just take this time in prayer. You can come to the altar if you want. But as the music plays, please come.
most gracious and holy Father, we just come before you right now and stand. We take this opportunity to give thanks, Lord, with a grateful heart for everything that you've done for us, for everything you will do. And Lord, we ask that you give us the strength, the boldness that we need be able to pass along our reasons for being thankful, Lord. That we indeed live up to our responsibility to share the gospel, to share the reasons that we are thankful so that others may know you and be able to praise and give thanks to you as well. Heavenly Father, Yes, that you come, that you dwell within us, that you know our hearts. We ask these things through your beloved Son, Jesus Christ. Amen. <laughs>